Hello, my fabulous naturalistas. It is Sheridan. I'm the founder of Be Hair Politics, and this is another episode of Curl Talk It Out. Each episode features a different natural. We go over some common natural hair tips, problems, questions, anything of the sort, and kind of get a different perspective other than mine. So the natural that I have here today is Miss Frida. Her brand is Frolicious Naturals. And this is the first hair product creator that I have on the podcast. So I'm really excited about that. I've tried a few of her products to shout them out. I've tried her Frida Fro deep conditioner. That has been amazing. I've tried her Frida Fro nourishing oil. That has been amazing. It really helped with uh, itchy scalp problem that I had. So that was awesome. And I've tried her rose clay facial mask. So it's been really awesome. And I'm glad to get her on the podcast. So hello, Frida. Hi, Sheridan. Thanks so much for being on here with me. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Yes, yes. Cool. So before we get into the question that I'm going to ask you today, I want to lay out a visual for how your hair looks. So if you could tell us your hair type. Um, I have a bunch of hair types. So I believe my hair type ranges from a 3C to a 4B. Okay, um, that's cool. But, and I think a 4C as well. It just depends on what areas of my hair you're looking at. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I really like that. Like, I feel like when you have multiple hair types, like you're kind of like superwoman. It's like <laughs> you how to how to manage it all. Like that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Instead about, of manipulating everything to look one way, I just throw it out. Like right. Uh huh. Yep. I understand that. That's awesome. And I love that. I love froze. Like I can't quite achieve that because my hair is more coily. So I, I'm kind of jealous of that. But it's okay. <laughs> What about your porosity level? Um, I believe I'm high porosity. Okay. All right. And what about your density, like the thickness of your hair? My hair is really dense. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Sometimes annoying, but I love it. Right. I swear it's pros and cons to, to everything because I have really fine hair strands. So like, and I, but I love volume. So I have to like work the crap out of my hair and like, and like day, day three, day four hair is when I, my hair really shines as far as volume, because I guess time helps or whatever. Like, I guess it gets more frizzy. <laughs> so yeah. that kind of. You look like you have a lot of volume. Though. I do. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Cause I feel like I don't, but I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> cool all right so now that we got that out of the way and we got a good visual for how your hair looks the question that I have for you because we were talking a little bit before we hopped on and you were kind of telling me about the evolution of your brand like it started off of you uh, creating body butters and then it kind of evolved into you creating natural hair products so like Without, you know, giving away your best secrets or anything like that, like, could you take us through the process of creating your own products? Like, because I'm thinking maybe that could give us some insight onto how we can formulate our own regimens, because I love to DIY a lot of stuff, too. So, like, yeah, like, what's the process of creating your own hair products? Um, okay, so I, I could work you through the process of, like, 
So conditioners, deep conditioners, and leave-ins are pretty much the same process, mm-hmm. but you just, you know, it's a different consistency, so you have to have a different formulation for it. Okay. And um, say I wanted to formulate a deep conditioner, I would be looking to something that's about 60 to 70% water-based, as opposed to leave-in, I would be looking to something that's about 80% water-based, because, you know, they're a little bit more liquidy. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um and when you're making conditioners, you have to have, um, what's it called? <laughs> you have to have anionic surfactants, I believe, like conditioners. You have to have oils and conditioners. So a common one that everybody sees on products would probably be cetyl or cetyl alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yes, then, um, yes. Explain that to us because like, because yeah, I said earlier before we hopped on too, I'm like, all these ingredients, <laughs> like we don't know what the heck that means. So, yeah, like. <laughs> so cetyl alcohol and cetyl alcohol, they're um, emulsifiers. So they help water mixing with the oils, but then they also provide a conditioning feel to the products. Okay. So a lot of times when you see things that are water and oil mixtures, they have to have an emulsifier, and that's where those come into play. And also, the common name for this is BTMS, but the actual name is, um, I can't really say right. I'm going to try. It's Bihemitrimonium methyl sulfate. That's mm. another very popular one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they're just all conditioners, but they're also surfactants in a way. And a surfactant is like a... Um, like a cleansing a cleansing agent mm-hmm. like um sulfates but you know they have sulfate free surfactants mm-hmm. and um that's pretty much what those are so um they really really help condition your hair awesome and then when you have all those in then you can now look into extracts like marshmallow root um rosemary anything pretty much and when you're done with picking those out, then you need a fragrance or essential oils. And that's about it. Oh, wow. That's really interesting, though. So you have to have all of those pieces in order to have a successful conditioner. Yes. That's really cool. That's really interesting. Like, you taught me some new terms. <clears throat> that's awesome. What about, um, so we do conditioners. Do you make shampoos? Uh, I make shampoo bars mostly. I do make shampoos. It's just I find the shampoo bars to work better for my hair. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely still formulating a good shampoo recipe. Okay, cool. Yeah. I I haven't tried um, a shampoo bar yet. That's one thing that I'm looking to, to try. Um, cause I, a lot of people have been raving about it. Some people are like, I will never use a bottle shampoo again. I'm only <laughs> shampoo bars. So I'm like, well, I need to check this out. <laughs> there are two different kinds of shampoo bars as well. That's another thing. Okay. So I know like with most popular brands, like, um, Oye Handmade, no, Obia Naturals, I'm sorry. They make like, um, you know how you formulate soap with sodium. We had that sodium hydroxide talk. Mm-hmm. So, that would be that. And then you have to let the soap sit for about three to four weeks before you sell it. Mm-hmm. And they also have scented shampoo bars, which is what Lush makes. These ones are a little bit more expensive, but they last a little bit longer and they have conditioning agents in them. I don't know about the one Lush makes, but the one I make has conditioning agents in it. 
So it's like your hair is really clean, but you also, it doesn't feel stripped. Okay. So is that the main difference between the two, um, the two types of shampoo bars? Um, one just, to me, one just lasts longer than the other. Depending on what's in the formula, they wouldn't be stripping. Awesome. Yeah, because I think that's important. A lot of people are nervous about that. Like, I don't want my hair to feel like rubber when I'm done shampooing it and, you know, stripping all the natural oils. Sometimes Mm -hmm. for me, sometimes for me, I I do like having that. Like, I, because, like, sometimes I'll run into, like, product buildup. So I like I'll look for like a shampoo with like sulfate or something in it so it can really yeah. get that out of there. But yeah. That's I barely cool. shampoo. Oh yeah? Yeah, especially in the summer. I feel like I shampoo more in the winter, maybe because I don't wash my hair as often. Mm-hmm. In the summer I find myself co washing a lot. Yeah. So I just don't really feel the need to shampoo. But right. once in a while I will use a shampoo bar. Or even regular shampoo, it just depends. Like yeah. the Carol's Daughter Cocoa Cream Shampoo, I actually really like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I use it. But other than that, I just don't. It probably sounds bad. I just don't shampoo. Yeah, I understand that. I do. <clears throat> I couldn't even, I don't even know how often I shampoo. But yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of the same way. So, like, do you look to other product brands for, like, inspiration as you're creating your products? I used to, but I had to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. So, sometimes, nowadays, I probably just compare ingredients so that I can say, okay, well, I feel like my product stands out more, or I can can pinpoint bad ingredients in products now. So, I know how to just be like, well, they charge because some people try to compare my products to with the cost i'm like well this company has say they're all natural but they have a couple of ingredients that aren't and they Mm -hmm. sell you this for 20 dollars, but i sell it for 15 so there's really no comparison because i do sell all natural products you know right right so um i had to stop looking to other brands for inspiration because then i i realized that i was just putting myself through hell doing that Mm -hmm. I would try to imitate other things and it just wouldn't work out. And that's because it wasn't my own, you know? Right. Make my formulation, make it my own and be fine. Yeah. And I think that's such an important point that you said too, because I feel like a lot of us kind of run into that. Like we're, we're like, you know, we kind of want to make sure we do things right and we don't just trust ourselves, you know? Like, so like yeah. that, that's that's really important point like you, you used to but now it's like no because you you're learning your hair you're learning what's working for you and other people you want to stick to you know all natural and that's that's great I think that's really um inspiring thank you mm-hmm. for sure and you're right about trusting myself I really had to learn to do that because um I just didn't believe in my brand at first and sometimes I still don't, but the more people come out saying that they love certain products, it just, you know, it makes me really bright on the inside. Mm-hmm. And it helps that my, in my house, I have, um, most of my sisters and my mom were natural. Mm-hmm. So we have different hair types and porosity levels. 
and we don't use the same products. But when it comes to my hair products, it's pretty much universal around the house. Oh my God, if that isn't an answer that, that your stuff is the bomb, like don't ever doubt yourself again. <laughs> that is awesome. Exactly. I had to really learn to just stop being shy about my brand. Yeah, no, no. And, and, and you have another one on your team too, because the products that I've tried have really been awesome for me. So that's, that's terrific. And I think the fact that you have like, you know, your sisters and your mom, like that gave you so much insight over the years, like working with their different textures. Like that's probably how you were able to formulate something that works for all of them, just because just natural instinct of you working with their hair over the years. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Oh my gosh, I love the answer that you gave. Like I've, I learned so much. I hope uh, audience, our audience did too, because that was really, really cool taking us through the process and the different types of ingredients. And I know there's so much more to learn. So like maybe I can get you back on another episode and we can dive into, you know, another something else. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, that'd be real. Yeah, I believe in like, so this is why I said I don't even look to other brands for inspiration because you can know the ingredients that somebody else uses, but you can never know their recipe. And mm -hmm. even if you know the recipe, sometimes it's, it's honestly not a big deal, you know, but a lot of people are so scared to even put their ingredients on the bottle or you go on a website, they don't have the ingredients on the site just because they're trying to protect their ingredients. But by law, they're actually supposed to disclose the ingredients to the consumer. Yeah. And two, like I said, nobody can still imitate your stuff because they don't know your exact formulation. Exactly. And I feel like the more a lot of small owned businesses stop being scared about the ingredient label and scared that someone's going to steal their recipe, I feel like then there would just be it would just be easier. Nobody's going to be confused about if, if this is all natural or be skeptical to buy your stuff because you're being transparent with the consumer. Like you said, it's always good to be transparent. Yes, girl. Like I agree with that 1000%. And I, I hope a lot of us can get that. I hope a lot of natural hair brands listen to this episode and they, they finally like, <laughs> let loose a little bit because it's important like we it's important to know what's going into our hair and into our bodies and yeah like you said like the recipe like list the ingredients but you don't know the percentage of of everything yes. yeah I agree a thousand percent with what you said that was that was really good awesome okay so you know what I have a bonus question for you <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> okay. I just want to know what you love about natural hair. Oh, that's a good one. So, why is this so hard for me to answer? Okay, I what I love about natural time. hair, besides like the appearance, because I think natural hair is so beautiful. And every time I see people out, just not just natural hair, but like your natural bare face and just everything about being natural. Whenever I see anybody, I, I always make sure I give them a compliment, you know. Mm -hmm. And I just love seeing natural hair. It's so beautiful. I love that it can be very versatile. There's so many things you can do with it. And then I love to play in my hair. Mm -hmm. I don't like when other people do it, you know. <laughs> of course. I just love to play in my hair. And I also feel like, 
So with straight hair, everybody's hair straight. But with natural hair, there's so much versatility to it itself, like the textures. So it's just so beautiful. Like I said, I have multiple textures, but I have a sister that has all 4B around her hair. Mm-hmm. I have a sister that's 4C. My mom's pattern is still confused and it's still coming out because she has a TWA. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's so beautiful, the different textures. Yes. Yes, I agree with that too. Like it really is. Like that's I, I just love this movement and that we're really embracing it and really just rocking out our natural hair. It's, it's it's so awesome to see. And like you said, like I think it's really important to I try to give everyone a compliment too. All my natural girls that I see, like, oh my God, I love your hair. Cause like, you know, like it can be a um an obstacle, you know, embracing that yeah. with ourselves. So I think it's so important. And I've definitely had negative comments about mine. You know, people have said things out loud. Mm-hmm. Even when I first went natural, my mom, she had so many negative things to say, her friends too. And one time I remember I was getting in an argument because her friend came to pay her a visit and she pretty much insulted me. And I was like, you're just going to let your friend insult me in my father's house like I started going off right not at my mom just you know at the lady and I felt so disrespected because regardless of if my mom doesn't agree with my hair then I don't feel like she should let other people disrespect me exactly because she doesn't agree with the same thing Mm -hmm. and now she's naturally she's loving she can't stop talking about her hair Mm-hmm. and what products she uses and you know how it is when you first go natural so right yeah <laughs> and it just comes full circle I think it's a mindset thing honestly it you know is. with our history like it's it's purely a mindset thing because I, I also went through that with my dad a little bit he was kind of like shocked that I was doing the natural hair thing he was like when are you gonna straighten your hair I'm yeah. like what what never like, like, I wore a wig for the wedding this weekend and then somebody called me and was like but you see how much prettier you look with that wig on <sighs> and I was so confused because I feel like I've been natural since 2011 mm-hmm. more like two th- I thought my last relaxer was 2010 but I mm-hmm. didn't really cut it or anything till 2011 mm-hmm. I shaved my hair so I've definitely been through that, overcome it, and I'm not going back. Right. So I don't see why in this day and age somebody would tell me something that ignorant. You know? Exactly. And that, and that's exactly what it is. It's just pure ignorance. And so, you know, you just you just wish them well and you'll know like one day you'll you'll come back around and you'll be you'll be praising my hair. You you'll want to touch it and I'll be like, uh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it's a mindset thing but i we we gotta stop that we gotta stop that stuff yes i have a question for you yeah what do you think about a simple hair routine i feel like do you think a lot of people overthink their hair routine and have to they feel like they have to use 30 different products on their hair or just like yeah. I've seen very mm-hmm. complicated wash days and my wash day is so simple. Mm-hmm. So what's your opinion on that? People that overthink the natural hair movement and feel like they need 30 products. I feel like that just complicates everything. Like, honestly, I'm a simple girl. Honestly, I like, I call myself a lazy natural. 
<laughs> and so I try to keep it as simple. Is your favorite hairstyle a pineapple or a puff? Or yes. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Wash and goes, and it's either just out or it's in a puff. <laughs> like, or two puffs if I'm feeling fancy. <laughs> yes. But yes, like, I, I totally believe in keeping it simple, especially when you're trying to learn your hair, too. Like, you don't want to overcomplicate things and mm-hmm. use... 30 40 different products and you're not like that's not helping you learn what's really working yeah like that that's my thought process on it like that's why I try to like I like to do a lot of DIY things and so like I'll just stick with a couple ingredients and just test that out and see how it's working with my hair I I totally believe in just keeping it simple. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a whole bunch of products, but I I, I just feel like you should kind of build up to that. Like, you know, just take some baby steps and just, you know, build up to it. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, because I feel like that's the, I've heard people that say natural hair is a lot of work. And when they first went natural, they became overwhelmed. So they just went back to a relaxer. Right. Most of the time it's because of the product issue, you know. Exactly. And that's... And buy everything in the product line. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that's, that's what kind of intimidated me in the beginning before I even switched to being natural because I transitioned and so and I always I had relaxers since middle school and I stopped in college and so the main reason um like I was just nervous I was like I'll never go natural because I keep hearing all these horror stories of how it's too much and I won't be able to manage it And, you know, it just won't work. But I had got to a point with my relaxer that, like, I had to go natural because my hair was Mm. so dry. My scalp was so dry and itchy. It was just the worst. Like, I was just trying to force it, and it just wasn't working. And so when I transitioned to being natural, it was the easiest transition ever. Mm. I was so shocked. I was like, what? Like, my hair is flourishing right now. Exactly. And it just took me so long because I was just so nervous because I thought I wasn't going to be able to manage it. So, yeah, like you just got to learn yourself and just baby steps and and keeping it simple. Like that's that's really what I did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Thanks for asking me that question. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, you know what? I think I've asked you just, yeah, the the good questions that I wanted to ask you for for this interview. And so I want to know, you know, if we're vibing with you, we want to check out your natural hair products, which I really recommend. I really do because the ones that I've tried have been amazing. Where can we find you? Um, On Instagram, you can find me at Frolicious Naturals. And then on that's pretty much it. And then the website is www.forliciousnaturals.com. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll be pretty easy to find it, even if you just do a, a Google search. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything comes up with the Google search. Awesome. And then you can also see product reviews, pictures, and all that videos, demonstrations. Yes. Yes, for sure. So please check her out. She is awesome. Thanks so much, Frida. No, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
Yes, of course. And with that, this has been another episode of Curl Talk It Out. Don't forget to like, subscribe, all those great things, comment, leave some reviews so we can continue making more episodes like this. And we'll see you next time. Bye.